Hello, and welcome to the inaugural edition of the GIA Encore podcast. I'm Tony Franchetti, marketing and events specialist in GIA's Department of Outreach and Engagement. This show will consist of short, casual interviews with GIA composers, fellow employees, and friends of the music industry. Our first episode is brought to you by GIA Publications. For all your sacred music, choral, or music education needs, contact us at GIA www.giamusic.com, or you could follow us on social media. GIA, your sound inspired. Today, we have a very special first guest, and it is my honor to welcome on Chris De Silva. Chris, thank you for taking the time to join us today. How are you? Hi, Tony. Thank you for having me. I'm fine here. How are you doing? Ah, doing well, doing well. Uh, I'm excited to get uh, this podcast off the ground, and when thinking about first guests, you came right to mind. Uh, Always enjoyed working with you and talking with you. So really excited. And, you know, again, thank you for carving out the time for us today. Yeah, thank you. Happy to be here, Tony. Awesome. All right, cool. Let's uh, jump right into it then. So I know you, that you have an, a very interesting background in being originally from Singapore and then making your way over to the United States. So you could just mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that journey and, you know, how it shaped who you are today. Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to. Well, you know, what brings me here really is to study music, um, uh, to study music formally. I, I grew up playing piano and taking classical piano classes. Um, and I played in church and took all the piano exams and all of that. And then eventually, you know, every Singaporean needs to go to the army. And that, that kind of uh, developed my love for music because I ended up in the music department in, in the army. Wow. And uh, and then I took and from there, you know, started playing out uh, in clubs and in a top 40 band. But I knew that was not my life because I, I just couldn't stand, um, you know, staying up until 2 a.m. in the morning. So, <laughs> so I don't blame you there. For uh -huh. sure. So so I thought really, you know, I really wanted to study music. I had, uh, you know, got involved in, in a little bit of arrangement through through the army, but nothing, everything kind of sort of like um, through through my own studies and nothing quite formal. So I decided to um, to explore coming here to Los Angeles and then and, and had my eyes set on um, uh, USC and its film music program. So that's yeah, much my journey. Uh, that's great. Yeah. So you were a teenager yeah. then when you came over uh, college age. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was in my early 20s. OK. Yeah. Because I, awesome. I spent about like five, five years almost in the army. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I see. I didn't I didn't know that about you or, or you know, that's you know, that's very interesting to hear. So. Um, so you what kind of like a was it like a culture shock coming to the United States as, you know, you know, someone who's, you know, a teenager grown up, you know, a young adult. Um, right. So, yeah, I would imagine that would be a little overwhelming at first. Yeah, it was. Of course it was. Um, firstly, you know, one big thing was even studying music. It, it was different because um, in Singapore, you know, we're, we're part of the British colony, colony and Commonwealth. And so so a lot of the ways we, we talk about music is a little bit different. The way we call like a quarter note or, or a whole note. So all of that was like a relearning and a kind of an ad adapting into a, a, a new a new way of thinking really. So it kind of broadened my way of like uh, sort of uh, integrating myself into a culture into yeah. a culture and learning new things. And uh, yeah, so that was the big adjustment. Of course, the, you know, of course I miss my family at that time. I still do. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and, and the food, but, but <laughs> I would have to say, I, I, I like, I like, I 
you know, I, I was one of those uh, young young people who who liked um, you know fast food. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so to for me, sure. this was like, wow, you mean yeah. have more than just McDonald's and Burger King? Okay, cool. That is good to know, and we will get into a little bit more on the food later for sure. That's that's yeah. cool. And coming to a, a big university like USC too, as well. That you know, that just really had to be something. You know, um, yeah. very very cool. Yeah. Uh, so I know you've been in your position at uh, Loyola Marymount University as associate director of music for a while. So if you could uh, just tell us a little bit about that, and I guess how long you've been there, and you know, your your day to day kind of operations. Sure. Well, you know, I'm beginning my, I want to say like my ninth year right wow. now. Because, yeah, I started in 2012. And um, yeah, so I mean, basically, you know, the heart of my work is, is preparing for, for liturgies uh, in Sacred Heart Chapel uh, yeah. with the um, students when they're, when they're in semester um, and also other prayer services around campus. So that, that would be basically my job description. And what I really miss right now is just, uh, you know, interacting with the students. Yeah, and, right. And, um, yeah, I have a lot of, my, my, I, we have an open door policy. So, so they just come on in at any time they want to and, and, and you, know, you know, help themselves to the treats on my table or, you know, start to like, yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, so and, so I, I enjoy that kind of thing. But you know, right now we've just kind of like um, transitioned all our preparation and all all our um, liturgies online, right? And so we meet as staff and liturgy team, you know, on Zoom, and we have um, Sunday prayer services on Zoom as well. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's a little bit different. But you know, I miss that interaction. And sometimes, you know, like like the students, we have we have a bunch of different retreats and, and some some immersion trips and stuff like that, which I which I miss doing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I could imagine, you know, the students miss that interaction too, especially with open door policy. And then you you throw in that you got the treats on your desk too. That's you know <laughs> another plus. But yeah, it's it's certainly you know been. Uh, a wild year, you know, for churches and schools just uh, adapting to uh, the challenges. But, you know, it's um, while it's been difficult, it's also been inspiring kind of to see, you know, how um, some schools and churches have made do. So, it's, you know, it's yeah. very, very cool and creative. Yeah. And for us, you know, because we're the university is pretty much closed, so there are no in, yeah. in-person meetings uh, um uh, at all and um, then there's no liturgy in person except for those who are on campus and that specific bubble on campus so they get together and, and do a, an in-person mass um, but we're all restricted entry right. to yeah onto campus so yeah for sure make do right yeah absolutely absolutely okay so let's see here a couple questions for you here who were some of your heroes or role models growing up and let's this first for this first question, non-musical type heroes okay. or role models. Yeah, well, you know, because um, I grew up in my grandmother's house, right? Mm-hmm. My my um, mom took care of my grandmother, and as they, my parents were working parents, right? They were both my my mom's yeah. a teacher, my dad's a police officer, so they were both busy. Mm-hmm. So my grandmother helped to raise us, and so you know, she was a big part of my life. Yeah, up in and so. I, I would put her, you know, there, you know, she took me to piano class and, oh. you know, uh, you know, she taught us all how to pray. And, yeah. And um, so, so, you know, it, it was great uh, to have that time with her. Uh, yeah. 
we, she, she had she had a sense of humor um, <laughs> and wit, which I think I picked up from her in some way. Um, and um, and also she taught us to gamble. She, she, oh, wow. Hey, there <laughs> yeah, you go. Yeah, That's an important life skill. And macho, oh, it was great. Me and my brother. It was just me and my brother. Yeah, she didn't yeah. want anyone to like sort of like, you know, hoodwink us and cheat us. <laughs> <laughs> that's hey, that's a good life skill to have, you know. Yeah. Nowadays, right? <laughs> well, that's awesome. Grandmas, yeah. they really are the best for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, kind of on that same point, who were some of your music influences that shaped, you know, you growing up, making you want to pursue uh, a career in music? Well, you know, when I look back, I think you know, I look back at my first concert, right? And I think mm-hmm. uh, my my mom and dad are both great music lovers. They they both really. Uh, love music of all kinds um, but my mom was the first one to take me to my first classical concert and I remember it was the Singapore Symphony Orchestra was just sort of like begin is in beginning stages and and um, uh, I we were up in the balcony I remember and I just heard that sound of the string section and that kind of like blew my mind at a very yeah. young age um, so so I would say she was one of the the, the you know um, my, my main influences my mom and then um you know, my uncle, her brother, uh, was the one who introduced me to jazz. And uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, he would play these Bill Evan recordings and, you know, and a lot of Brazilian jazz growing up. She, he, he was the one who, who really, really, you know, put that, that sound in my head. Right. And I, I remember as a kid wanting to know, um, wanting to play these pieces. So I'd play like the right hand and, and use my ear and figure that out and, yeah so uh yeah wondering what those sounds were so yeah it's like yeah you remember the first instrument that you played and how like about how old you were when you went for that I, I totally do i remember i was i must have been around six and um um my mom was the first one who taught me to play the piano really and uh because she wanted to play because she wanted to play she wanted a a piano at at home and but they couldn't afford it and all that so so when they had uh, us and when they had a family and um, they they got got some some funds from from my my other grandmother and then bought this piano and I remember sitting there and playing a piece called the dancing bear that yeah I remember <laughs> wow that see that's that's cool and thus you know <laughs> sparked your your interest right then and there and look you know yeah. look where you are today that's that's great yeah so your most recent project Mysterium sure. uh, mm-hmm. so guess just tell us a little bit about you know how the idea for the project came about and you know why is it special to you well um i think because it's something that i've broken out of the mold sort of you know in some way broken out of of what i normally do which is focus mainly on writing for uh, and an, a parish choir, right? So now I'm thinking like, okay, maybe I can expand and use some techniques that I've learned uh, along the way and also in school at USC. So I thought of like a, a slightly bigger project and like all, all other projects of mine, they all come from, um, you know, writing for, for the community right. uh, that I work at. So this particular um, project, Mysterium, started mm-hmm. with um, the Champis Divinum Mysterium. And um, I arranged that for a Christmas celebration in 2017, I want to say, and expanded that. I just love that beautiful chant tune. 
and so that kind of inspired an arrangement, um, an SATV arrangement with like three parts, uh, mm -hmm. three instruments. And I remember I was like, I, it was one of my visits to Chicago, I think. Um, and I was talking to Kate mm -hmm. and she said like, well, what, what, you know, what do you have? And, and then I played this and she says, where have you been hiding this? Why have you been <laughs> telling me about this? <laughs> Your piece. Yeah. Uh, so then, uh, then I said, oh, I was just one. I was just trying to like, you know, figure out if I could come up with a few more and then maybe and submit it. Yeah. And so after that, yeah, I worked on, 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 uh, I think Away in the Manger was my second piece. And then, and then it kind of grew from there. And then I knew I wanted to do something that was sort of like, um, a global kind of um, celebration. Yeah. Um, so I have a piece from uh, Taiwan, I think, and another one from um, Venezuela, one from Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, the concept was to to keep uh, songs that are that are not too familiar. Um, yeah. Yeah, and bring it into the uh, uh, give it give it a new arrangement. For sure. And yeah. it really is, you know, a beautiful collection. And uh, it is, of course, for all you listeners right there, it is available from us at www.gimusic.com, the, the music collection, the recording. Uh, you can download the MP3 album as well. So, um, okay. Is there, besides Mysterium, obviously, it's, you know, your, your new child. Um, are there any other projects that you did with GIA that kind of just... Uh, when you look back on it, just kind of holds a special place in your heart, you know, uh, just the fondness of working on it or, or something like that. Yeah, um, I would say, you know, it w I would say the first and the last, I really enjoy working on Mysterium because mm -hmm. I got to go and work in um, uh, with the Missouri State University Chorale. Oh, yeah. Labar. And that, right. was, that was an experience of itself, uh, in itself. I, and the other one was actually my first um album because I've been writing all this music like I say Tony you know I, I write like for for the people that I that I work with and minister to uh, and serve with um, so I wrote these bunch of songs for the community of St. Brendan mm -hmm. Church in Los Angeles and and I actually had written a mass setting to the old text uh, before the revision and so I, that that ended up being becoming a mass from age to age but all of that was written and celebrated in in, in at St. St. Brendan's Church, and um, for various things. I, mean, I remember we lost a very young youth minister uh, to cancer, and so there were periods of loss, and you know all these different seasons of celebration and 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 loss and and and, and back uh, back and forth, um, you know. So. I wrote most of the pieces for that for different seasons. I remember among all was for Advent, mm -hmm. pieces was for Lent. Um, and so working on that particular album was great because it was the first one. And I remember, you know, talking to Michael Zimbala and he said like, you know, yeah, yeah, work with St. Monica, St. Monica's uh, choir. And that yeah. was his only sort of uh, direction for me. <laughs> and then, so when I talked to Max, I was like, okay, great. Why don't we like, you know, explore these different sounds. And we used like, you know, a Chinese instrument. We, Max had a friend who played like the Erhu and stuff like that. So yeah. we, we did that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, we did all the different rhythms. So yeah, yeah. that one was exciting. Because it was yeah. the first time we were in, in the studio. Oh, yeah. for sure. Okay, yeah. Yeah, very, to, very to do cool. this sort of thing. You yeah, know? right, right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely mm -hmm. some fond memories looking back on that for sure. All right, changing tune a little bit. So obviously, sure. 2020 was a super hard year for for everyone. Um, so what what have in some ways you've been able to cope, or you know, how have you 
spent some of your time, you know, not being able to do your normal everyday, your, your normal routine, you know? Right. Well, um, I have to say my garden is looking amazing. <laughs> that it is really good. Is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the dogs are, the dogs are super groomed and, and oh, very yeah. happy. Yeah. Very getting all that attention, right? Rocco and Dexter. <laughs> I have to shout out to them. Yeah. The long head ducks and Rocco and the, the smooth ducks and Dexter. Um, and, you know, who, who knows? I mean, when we go back to work, these poor things, I mean, they're oh, going to be so confused. I know. So uh, I've been spending most of my time, you know, taking care of them, taking care of the garden. I, I'm basically a homebody anyway. Yeah. So uh, I kind of grew into this new mode of, uh, you know, working and being, you know, um, quite naturally. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just enjoy doing that. And, you know, Max and I would take walks down the neighborhood. It just gave mm -hmm. us an opportunity to actually explore our neighborhood. We've never been down the hill. So we've sure. we actually been walking. I mean, we walk every other day. Yeah. And find these different, you know, it's it's a part of where we live is a part of, of old L.A. So there are all these beautiful little um, uh, craftsman houses and, and, and these little pathways that you go through. There's a little park right here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's and that sort of thing. Yeah, very good, very mm. good. So, tell us two things you love about living in LA, and two things you dislike. I can kind of guess one of the dislikes, but I'm gonna wait till you confirm it. <laughs> well, okay. Well, what I love about LA, of course, is the weather. Yes, I, mean, uh, I know you and I, Tony. We always talk. I think oh. our greeting, our greeting statement in, in every email is like, "Oh, it's you know, 78 here." Yeah, and you always like to rub it in. No, I'm just yeah, kidding. I, yeah, I do, I do. So, so basically, uh, however, we're expecting the the winter storm. It's hilarious because the weather is great, and so so when we have like any chance of a winter storm is like red alert, red alert yeah, yeah. breaking news which yeah. is from rolling in okay so any 45 degrees 50 degrees yeah, oh my gosh yeah so so yeah and if that's a, that, that that's one thing i like um what else do i love i love the uh diversity uh mm -hmm. in race and culture ethnicity all of that because it means great food it oh, means yeah. an awesome food scene and um, to be honest with you, I've had really good Thai, Korean, uh, Korean food um, mm -hmm. here, you know, um, which which rivals my trips to 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 um, Asia when when I go back home. I, I love doing that. I love traveling home. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, yeah, I like the food scene here. What I don't like <laughs> is how expensive it is to live. Here. Yes, yes, definitely. Super expensive. So um, um, that I don't like, and um, yeah, I don't like commuting to work. With yes, that, that yeah. was my hunch. Yes. The traffic was... of other people <laughs> on the road, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, what is one place you would like to take a vacation to? Give me one in the United States, and then one anywhere in the world. Well, I I love driving up the California coast. That yeah. part. I absolutely love to do. I love to go. My 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 cousin, who um, was working from Singapore, who 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 came to the states many many years ago and worked in the Midwest. Actually worked in in Milwaukee for many many years. Retired um, to California and and lives on the Central Coast. And I love mm -hmm. to go visit her. 
I love that drive up, especially um, by San Luis Obispo. She lives in Cambria. That part of the Central Coast um, um, it just brings a lot of, um, I, I would say, rest and and peace yeah. to me. So uh, I love doing that with Max. We do that. We bring the boys up and we do that. So that's my favorite place to go to in, in the States. Um, in in the world in in the world my most spiritual place really is um bali i love bali i love the spirituality of, of the place um it's close to home i love going home you know uh yeah well that's good because i, I love sitting on a plane <laughs> for hours so. <laughs> no seriously you do that's 17 hours what then, oh wow hey yeah. there you there you so go the direct flight is 17 <laughs> So about how often do you get back home? Well, you know, I, I've been fortunate, you know, before pre-COVID, I've been going home at least once a year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because my parents and that's, yeah, my brother. That's and nice. Kids grow up, yeah. For sure. That's nice yeah. and, you know, something to, to look forward to for sure as soon as we, you know, get yeah. uh, uh, COVID behind us a little bit, hopefully yeah. in the next couple months. All right, here we go. Since, well, it is almost lunchtime here in Chicago right now, so we're going to talk about food a little bit. If food. you can, I know it's tough to dial in on it. Give me your three favorite foods. Well, since it's breakfast here, it's breakfast <laughs> time here, I would have to say some breakfast tacos are my favorite. Oh, man. I can't stay away from a particular um, uh uh, a type of taco from a particular restaurant. I will say there's this place called Home State and uh -huh. um, yeah, Home State Tacos and they have the best um, tortillas. Yeah. And I, 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 yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, but foods, I mean, how many did you say? Three? Yeah, three. If, if, if you, how I mean, you <laughs> say three? I don't know. Is, is ice cream a food? Yeah, food? let's see. Yeah, sure. Uh, ice cream or pizza, yeah. you know. <laughs> Well, yeah, ice cream. Ice cream, yeah, ice creams. <laughs> uh, and then, and one. I mean, okay. Well, I'm gonna use, use this as one food. It's the food group of Asian food. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Every sort of Asian food. Uh, yeah. For sure. Uh, no, I, I, hey, I. You just named three really good things <laughs> for sure. So. <laughs> Perfect. We're talking about food. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, just ask you one more question here. We'll we'll wrap things up. And uh, so, I guess my, my question is, what's next for Chris De Silva? What uh, what do you have on the horizon? What do I have on the horizon? On the immediate horizon, I have. Um, I would like to complete my studies at Emory. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm enjoying it. I'm savoring every bit of it. I love taking classes with my cohort, and you know, exchange and you know, have conversations with my colleagues um, who are actually pastors in in like Methodist and Lutheran and Baptist. Oh yeah, so you get and, kind of a yeah, different perspective. In, uh, yeah, you know, it's Episcopal Church. I, I I love having conversations with them. So so I guess completing that program will be uh, next for me and uh, maybe i'm working on a i'm working on another colors project so oh okay yeah that's, that so is that that's, that's exciting think, yeah thank you three quarters of the way in okay uh, so yeah so that would be colors three yes yeah. sir wow yeah. very cool that's so something for everyone to 
keep an eye out for and look forward to. All right. Well, awesome, Chris. Well, hey, I thank you again very much for uh, joining us today and for you know being our first guest. Really appreciate you uh, hopping on here. Um, Absolutely, Tony. Yeah. Thank you for asking me. What an honor. Of course. Uh, you and uh, enjoy the rest of your day, buddy. Absolutely. All thank right. you. You take, take care, care too. Thank you. It's 78 here. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm jealous. We got Bye. about a foot of snow <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> awesome. See you. All right. Thank you, Later. buddy. Take care. Okay. Bye now. Okay. We hope that you enjoyed that interview with Chris. For a limited time, all GIA Encore listeners can get 10% off Chris's newest project, Mysterium, with promo code ENCORE10. Discount will be good for both the music collection and the recording. Hurry, this offer is only good through February 12th. Again, that's code ENCORE10, E-N-C-O-R-E, all capital letters, then the number 10. We're going to play a quick one-minute clip of Yule Yule, one of the pieces from the Mysterium Collection. Thank you all again for listening to the inaugural episode of the GIA Encore podcast. We have plenty more exciting guests coming up in the near future. Stay tuned to GIA social media channels and soundboard.giamusic.com for updates on our next episode. Until next time, take care, everyone. Mm-hmm.